welcome back to the Advice from Hannah show. I am super excited to be on here. I have our mindset coach, Miriam, on the line. Miriam, welcome. Hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> excited to have you on here. You guys are going to learn so much from her. And if you don't, then listen to it again. Let's get started. <laughs> awesome. Miriam, so describe yourself. How did you get started? What is your personal brand? I want to know everything. Yeah, absolutely. So before I do that, wouldn't it be fun to just tell people how we met? Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. How did we meet? So, so we go to this networking thing. Well, I don't know. It's not really a networking thing. It's more like a... It was a luncheon. Was a, a luncheon, luncheon yeah. And we both went alone and happened to be sitting together <laughs> at the same table. And it's funny because nobody else showed up. So for the first like half of it, it was just me and Hannah. And so we very quickly became friends. We we're like, hey, let's interview each other for our podcast. And the rest was history. So here we are. <laughs> that was so fun. I love I love when our guests share how we met. Um, it, it adds value, I find, because there was an episode that I did about networking. And I keep telling you guys it's key. Um, so yeah. I'm so happy that I met you were like the best thing. Well, the speaker was like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> meeting you was super, super cool. And I, I it was you, awesome. thank you for being on my little space. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. So let me answer your question now. So basically what I'm doing now is I'm a mindset coach and I'm a speaker and I focus on lifestyle design. And basically what that means is I help women feel empowered and be empowered enough to actually design their life around their own expectations. And I think that um, it comes from my own personal story of really trying to find my place and, you know, live the way I want to live and not in line with what everybody else wants of me. And so I built my life to suit myself, essentially, like I I'll tell you more about what that looks like later, but essentially it took years, but I built my life around who I am and how I want to live and it feels so good. And so um, now I help other women do the exact same thing. So people who are feeling, you know, conflicted or feeling like their life is out of balance, you know, if, if work is taking up too much of your headspace or creating too much stress and you're thinking like, okay, there's got to be a better way out there. Like life can't just be about this then that those are the kinds of people essentially that I work with. So you said that you design lives for, for women that are feeling overwhelmed and, and kind of conflicted with what society wants from them and what you want from them. But so your personal brand is M Miriam, if I can call it. Um, do you feel as though you helping these women construct their lives, you're constructing yours even more? Yeah, so... So just to clarify, I don't design anybody's life. They design their own life. I just help them to do it. So as a coach, I just facilitate the process of them kind of figuring out what that ideal life even looks like in the first place. And then, you know, building up the confidence and the courage that it takes to actually make moves. Right. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. I mean, there is absolutely nothing better than witnessing the transformations of my clients. Like I'm telling you, even from like the littlest things, like for example, I put out a podcast episode this week about identity and I got so many messages about it, like people crying and people telling me how much it impacted them. And you know, that 
to me is change. That's starting change. And that's all I want. You know what I mean? So I, you know, when it comes to my work, that is what I want to be able to do. And that's what I'm doing. And so it kind of feeds the the cycle, if you will, you know, it like lifts me up, it gives me that energy, it empowers me to then go on and continue to do the same work, if that makes sense. I love how you said that you don't construct anybody's lives, they have <laughs> to do it for themselves. That was the gem that I needed you to say in that yeah. question and you you nailed it so thank you um of course nobody can do anything for you you have to get up and you have That's to do right. it yourself and in the midst of all of these women that you coach and in the personal development that you see with them who influenced this journey for you to become um who you currently are right now you know what it's it's a very interesting thing i think part of the struggle for me was the fact that I didn't have any role models that kind of demonstrated the way that I wanted to go. Everything that I saw around me was almost like confirming the life that I didn't want. Mm. So that's why I think the path for me was really rocky. And I think that's why it's rocky for everyone. Because until we surround ourselves with the people who are showing us the example that we can see ourselves living, then it just almost feels impossible, right? So for me, it was always a matter of like, okay, I don't, I don't feel good. And it took me a while to figure out, like, if you don't feel good, then you can fix it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And it seems so logical, but it really took me a long time to be like, okay, I've felt bad for a long time now. Like, what are you going to do about it? You know? And so that's when I started paving my path. And to be honest, I actually think the people who influenced me the most are people online who I purposely sought out to show me the way, right? Mm -hmm. And so people that were living, for example, people who had online businesses and talked about the online business world and not those people who are like, oh, online business is so awesome and so easy and whatever, whatever. I didn't want like the fake fantasy mm-hmm. mentors role models yeah, right i wanted to 30 million in 30 days Those yeah ones. yeah exactly so you know i loved i was really attracted to people who actually talked about how hard it was and how long it takes and how the mindset is so important you know so i ended up really you know surrounding myself almost with all these online people that i've never met in real life mm-hmm. but i let them show me that there is another possible way to live you and i are so similar it's it's kind of insane um so the online community is, is definitely a curse and a blessing, especially, you know, you touched upon something that really resonated with me. When everyone around you is doing the same thing and you're thinking differently, you look like a rebel. Yes. You look like a rebel. You're ungrateful. You don't like the life you have. Why do you want yeah. to change? Who do you think you are? Uh, just just last week, I got told, oh, do you think you're famous now because you make videos online? And I was like, are you, are you joking? Um, so... <laughs> I know, right? I don't like really. Let's let's talk about how you feel right now. That's right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's definitely hard when you don't know anybody doing the thing that you want to do, but you know you're meant for more. And that's how I feel the 1% is. Like, you're the 1%. Mm-hmm. So there's 99% of people that are going to be successful and they're going to live great and that, you know, their lives are going to be cookie cutter and amazing. But then there's that 1% that want more. Mm-hmm. And then that's what kind of separates you from the pack, my, the pack i think anyways on this platform and that's um, that's interesting that you say like 99 percent of people are going to be happy and like yeah. living it up i i see it very differently really i th- i feel like the yeah i feel like that 99 percent or like let's not even talk numbers because like 
Mm-hmm. I don't have any scientific evidence of this. Girl. But I feel like the majority of people out there are living life and, and almost just settling. They're just happy, like not not even happy, like, oh, my God, my life is amazing. They've just accepted what is. And they haven't really acknowledged the possibility of doing more or making more of an impact or living a different life. You know what I mean? Like people just accept what is right now and then they just do that over and over again with that then you that's why i called them the other like the other nine like the other half or Mm -hmm. the other full half because so many people i have had to search far and wide i know it sounds cliche to find people that think like me Mm -hmm. um so in that's why i categorize them with the 99 because it's it's people that I connect with on a higher level and I don't know enough of them yet. Yes. So, you know what? I totally resonate with that because it's like the connection piece is so important. And I find that, you know, the more I become um, immersed in the world of personal development, I've been doing this for years, at least 10 years. And the more I know myself and the more I'm aware of my thoughts and my beliefs and my feelings and all of that, the less I can handle conversations with people who aren't on, who aren't not, able to do that for themselves. Who aren't woke. <laughs> yeah. I call them woke. Yeah, it's, I was like, you're not woke. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's so interesting because I didn't realize that was what was happening until I literally took a look around and I'm like, why is everyone bothering me? Like, why, why can I not have any good conversations with anyone? And, and that's what I realized that it was. It's like, I love to surround myself with people who, are able to look in the mirror and be like, oh, where did I go wrong here? Like, what can I fix? Where can I improve? How can I change my life to, you know, to make me feel alive, right? I t- preach. I'm snapping my fingers. Like, it- <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, this is why I needed her on here. So you, you understand what I mean. If you're not, if this conversation is fueling you with life right now, and the conversations that you're having aren't, you need to change your circle. Like, mm-hmm. stat. Um, because it's important that you live to your fullest potential because life is borrowed and so short that I find why not spend it doing dope stuff yes. with, right? You get it. And with this whole new mindset and, and the fact that you can't find anyone in, in your circle of friends who to speak with, did you have any mentors that kind of taught you, like showed you the way? Uh, ooh, I should have a mentorship episode. Oh, idea. Um, <laughs> Did you have any mentors that, that kind of paved the way and, and told you, no, Miriam, you're special. You're you're not weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, I don't think that I had any physical mentors until recently. But like I said, those people online have really been mentors. Like I followed them for a long time and ended up purchasing courses and purchasing services from them, which really helped because those people get it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they started from zero which is where I started Girl. and built themselves up to like multi millions or multi billions. And I'm not there yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm like, those people get it. Those people know how hard it is. Those people know what it takes. So I honestly, like I consider them my mentors, you know, and I would pay money to go see them live if they came to Toronto. Um, but most recently I found myself in a place in my business where I was almost like getting too stuck in my head. You know, Mm. it was like, okay, I can only take myself so far and it's time to look outside of myself. And I had a choice. So I'm a coach, right? Yeah. And I thought about hiring a coach, but I also considered hiring a mentor. And so I looked up like, okay, what is the real difference? And what is, what would I get with each? And I know very clearly what you'd get with a coach because I am one. And basically a coach, yeah, a coach will help you understand what's going on in your head. Yeah. Right. 
a mentor is going to show you the way. So a mentor has been where you want to go and will show you the steps that you need to take. And so I went with a mentor and I actually hired one. I paid for her and it's been amazing. So it's been like a month and a half or maybe two months. And she is just like walking me through. She she looked at my business. She identified the gap. She was like, your website's lacking. (laughs) And she like got me to fix, you know, the core pieces that were really representing me online. And now we're just like, we're leveling up together. And she's just showing me what I need to be focusing on, which is great. And the other thing is like, she gives me the accountability. So I talk to her every single week gotcha. and she tells me what I need to do. And if I don't do it, I feel like a serious loser, you know? So it's like the top priority. I'm like, okay, I got to show her this. So I got to work on this. And it, it works. Like it pushes me to actually do the things that need to get done. You know what I mean? So definitely you're, I'm glad that you touched upon the difference between coaching and mentored because sometimes I feel that people need a mentor more than a coach because a coach will figure out what's going on in your in your head but sometimes you want to know like what are kind of vaguely the steps that i need to take to get Mm -hmm. from a to at least f um and then take it f to z so definitely that i'm I'm glad that you touched upon that and and kudos to you for reaching for reaching out and and receiving the help that you need for your brand to skyrocket so then you can become a millionaire billionaire Yeah, thank you. You know, it's like it it is really hard to actually invest in yourself. You know, a lot of the time it's like, especially in the world of the Internet, we think that we can get everything for free, which you can, Mm -hmm. depending on how much time you want to invest in like Googling things. Right. Seriously. (laughs) And there's no accountability in Googling. So it's like that is the really the key piece that you get from working with a coach or a mentor, I think. Um, and you know, I got myself from a to let's say, I don't know, <laughs> M or something <laughs> uh, by myself and through the mentors and the courses and things like that that I bought, which was amazing, like super, super useful. Um, but you know, at some point, it's like you do need to look outside of yourself. And I think it's so valuable and important to actually acknowledge that you can't do everything by yourself. You know what I mean? No, no, you need help. It takes a village. I've said it multiple times on this platform. I'm not good with editing. My husband edits my podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I have serious like accountability partners when it comes to podcasting. I reach out to somebody who's been podcasting for years, and I'm continuously asking them for help and guidance. So yeah. you, you cannot do this alone. And if you are and you don't see a difference, it's because you need help. So Yes. Yes. You know what? <laughs> That's so important that you just said that. Okay. So this is what I want to like highlight from what you just said is if you find yourself going through like uh, this cycle that repeats itself and you're like, okay, I'm doing this thing. You know, it's kind of like if anybody has any experience dieting. (laughs) It's like, I'm not a huge dieter, but I have tried a couple diets in my lifetime. But it's like, you're like, okay, this time it's It's really going to work. And then you commit everything into it and it lasts a week and then you're back. Or even worse, you commit six months, a year, and then you look at yourself and you're like, mm, not much has changed. This happens in business. This happens in life. happens at work. happens in everything. So if you're finding yourself in this cycle that seems to be repeating itself and you just can't seem to get ahead, that is like a telltale sign that you should be asking somebody else for help. Absolutely. And more often than not, it's it's a coach. Right. It's a coach. It's a mentor. Um, it's groups. It's it's group coaching. If you can't, you know, there's there's different avenues because sometimes, you know, one on one coaching can be pricing. And if you <laughs> if it's not in your budget, there's definitely group coaching. I've been to a group coaching session and it was amazing. Yay. Um 
really, really good, really beneficial. I had a really good time. Um, Shout out to Camila. She's elite counseling and she was just her group um, session because she's an anxiety support group online. Okay, nice. Dude, amazing. I can't wait for it to come back in September. um, That's awesome. Because it was really, really good. So they are amazing. There are lots of different ways. Honestly, like you could see a therapist. You could see if you have a really good friend that's supportive and understands your path and where you're trying to go. That could also be another way. Yeah, definitely. You just need to find somebody that's doing what you're doing or that can support that change for you and and depend on them, not depend on them like coexistence. But in a sense, at least you have somebody in the world that cares about you and, and cares about your brand. I've had. I have multiple people, like, I'm blessed because I have people in my corner, but I know that's not the case for everyone. So Mm -hmm. if it's not, then I definitely urge you and plead you, please. I've never pleaded anything on this (laughs) platform before. Get help because chances are that idea that you have in your head works, but you just need the right people to get it out of you and and make it a machine. Totally. Um, Resistance is a huge thing when it comes to entrepreneurship and when you're trying out something new and when we're resistant, change happens. How do we combat that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think that um, resistance is one of those things that is never going away. It's just a matter of learning how to, number one, recognize it and number two, calm it down. So what it is, is your body telling you, we're not doing that. That's unsafe. That often feels like Um, if you've ever felt paralyzed when you want to do something that you know inside is, you know, something that's really good for you or something that needs to be done, something that will elevate you. Uh, and for some reason, you're just not doing it. Have you felt that Hannah? Have you felt that feeling all the time? All the time. Yeah, Yeah, same here. I feel it all the time. And I feel like the people who feel it the most are the people who are constantly challenged their comfort zones. And so it's really important not to give in to that feeling. And, you know, I hear a lot of people saying things like, oh, but I got this feeling that I shouldn't do it. So I didn't, you know, and that's resistance. You know, there's a difference between getting like a bad feeling that's, you know, your intuition and and then there's resistance that's always going to stop you in every single thing that you're ever going to do that's outside of your comfort zone. And so for me, it's all about uh, looking inside of yourself to understand why you're feeling resistance, where it's coming from, and then be able to quiet it down. So I think the key, the first thing you want to do is to actually get quiet. And that could be just taking a series of deep breaths. Or if you're into meditation, you can meditate for a few minutes and then you know, this is like my my key. I, I just feel like it's a it's a superpower, to be honest. Like the gem, meditate, the gem yeah, is like, coming. <laughs> I feel like the best way to get into anything, whether it's you're dealing with resistance or you're having an intense em- emotional reaction and you're trying to understand it. The best thing to do is to get quiet for, I'd say, five to ten minutes if you can. And then pull out a piece of paper or if you're more comfortable typing, just take out your computer and write, you know, and write one question at the top. That'll say whatever it is you're dealing with. Why do I feel like I don't want to do this thing, for example? And then just start writing. And the the fascinating thing about this process is that right when you start writing, you're going to see uh, your conscious thoughts come out. So it's going to be the reasons, the actual quote unquote excuses. Like, I'm too busy. I was so tired. I slept late last night. I don't feel like it. Like those kinds of things will come out in the very beginning. And you might ask yourself, you might tell yourself like, this is such a waste of time. That's because your your conscious mind is still activated. But the longer you write, the quicker you're going to go into 
your subconscious. And that is where the magic is. So the longer you write, your subconscious thoughts are going to start coming out and you'll start seeing the reasons on the page of why you don't want to do this thing. Whatever your fear is, why are you scared? Something you feel like your life is at risk somehow, right? And I'll give you an example. I just recently started training for a 5K. Yay, 5K. I know. And it's like a huge deal because since I was little or like in high school, I always wanted to be a runner. It's like this weird thing that has Mm -hmm. been inside of me that like I want to be a runner, but I always looked at myself. I was always bigger since I was younger. And I was like, oh, someone like me can't run like someone like me can't be a runner. It's impossible. And, you know, over the years and all this stuff that happens, I ended up gaining a lot of weight. And then even worse, like that thought became a real belief. Like it was like solid in my head. There is no way. Even now, every single time I want to go out and train, I get these thoughts coming into my head that say like, you're going to hurt yourself. This is dangerous for you. You still have a lot of extra weight on your body. What if people are watching you? Like, you know what I mean? Things like that's resistance. That's how resistance shows up. And so it's important for me to just get quiet and look at those thoughts and say, you know what? Thank you for trying to protect me. My body is good. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I'm safe. I'm going to be just fine. You know, And it's almost like this like conversation with yourself, sort of, you know what I mean? Like talking yourself down. But you can only do that once you recognize that it is resistance that's happening and that it's happening to protect you. Does that make sense, Hannah? You touched a nerve on me. That was a good answer. Um, You're going to make me cry on my podcast. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not having people on here anymore. (laughs) I'm sending you I'm sending you a virtual hug right now. That is honestly, guys, if you did not want to listen to this podcast and you you want to stop right now go back and listen to this answer this was everything um it's true resistance i feel resistance every single three minutes of my life don't post that nobody's gonna watch your video nobody's gonna listen to you Mm -hmm. your artwork sucks your your memes aren't nice you don't have an you don't have an instagram pre-filter um yeah oh my god all day long yeah um so and i just like i'm like okay shut up brain (laughs) Yeah, like you stop. You're meant to be Oprah. Like you you keep going, and it's something that you constantly. But if it was up to my resistance, I would still work in the hospitality industry that I worked in for eight years of my life. Yeah, um, because I didn't want to see change. So in a sense, it's resistance is huge. Um, I'm glad that you touched upon that, and that answer was my hat goes off to you, man. (laughs) Um, that was probably like, I don't even have words. You touched the nerve on me. You touched the nerve. You you know, guys, if I don't, if I don't want to cry during an interview, it's not a good interview. Um, (laughs) You know what? It's like, I think it it, it hit a nerve for you because it's, it's your experience. And I think that almost every single person out there, especially the people listening to this podcast, because people listening to this want to grow. Yeah. Right. They do. Yeah. And so the people who are wanting to grow and are feeling that craving of like more and not just more money or more accomplishments, it's really more More. about feeling amazing. Right. And we all feel that, Hannah, every single one of us. And so and I think that's why it's so powerful is like hearing that you're not alone is just so it's so powerful. And and the other thing is like it's resistance. Once you can put your finger on it, you're like, oh, okay. And and that's empowering in and of itself. Totally, totally. Once you once you just keep moving like you just I always say this to myself all the time. And I say to anyone who wants to come, you know, tell me their their woos and their sorrows in my DMs. Mm -hmm. I just I say I'm like, keep going. 
I don't want to hear this from you right now. So in a sense, I, I kind of give tough love. But um, mm-hmm. you just once you're being resistant, I call it I like to call it your old self put, pulling you back because they miss you. And you mm-hmm. don't want to be your old self anymore. You want to be your new fabulous exactly. self. Exactly. And that exactly. new person can serve every three minutes, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every three minutes. Every three minutes, there's a new Hannah. Yay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I thank you so much for that. That answer was thebomb.com. Um, it's like, what? <laughs> um, but you know what? Now that you touched the nerve on me and you almost made me cry, congrats. <laughs> Being an entrepreneur is different for everyone. So, like, everyone and their mom wants to know, what does your day look like? What do you do um, in in your day? What does Miriam World look like? Okay, cool. So, I'll say, first of all, my sleep is top, top priority. Um, I try to get eight hours of sleep every single day. And if I can, you know, sometimes I can't get eight, but, like, seven is, like, my cap. You know, so I really the the time I wake up in the morning depends on the time I get to bed. So I re, I'm a morning person. I love working up. I love waking up early and getting outside and, you know, going for a walk, having a coffee before my kids get up. I have two kids. One is two and one is four. And so when they get up around seven o'clock or sometimes six thirty, like it's done. There's no me time. There's nothing like it's all like go, go, go breakfast, teeth, you know, all the things get dressed and then get them off to school. So I love to have that time before they wake up where I have just like time to breathe and time to just center myself for the day. My ideal day, which doesn't always happen, is like to wake up at five o'clock. Did you guys hear that? The ideal day doesn't always happen. Okay, yeah, it really doesn't. It really doesn't always Girl. happen. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to tell you like, hey, well, there's two versions, the ideal one and the, the one that often happens. Um, but yeah, the ideal day like starts at five o'clock. I get up, you know, I go outside for a bit. I drink my vitamins. I drink like water and lemon. And just like it's really just for me to just mm-hmm. center and be. I actually like to work in the morning right when I wake up. Um and usually I like to work on things that are creative, though. That's when I find that, you know, my best ideas come out. And, you know, so it's either I work or I go outside for a walk. And then my quote unquote workday begins. I work from home. So I have the two businesses. So on so the one business is that I'm a coach. The second business is actually a landscaping company, which I opened with my husband three and a half years ago or so. Basically between like nine, nine thirty to about four thirty or five. I'm working on both of those businesses. So my days are insane, but I really try to limit my work to those hours mm-hmm. because when you work from home, it's so hard because you feel like you can work 24-7. Yeah. You know, it's like there's no end time. So you really have to set that for yourself. And I learned that the hard way after burning out like crazy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now I'm like when the kids are out, that's my work time. When the kids are home, there's no more work, you know. And once in a while, I do end up working in the evening when they go to bed. But I really, really, really try to avoid that. So I work. Um, I kind of structure my day or my weeks. um with like similar tasks together, if that makes sense. So I try to do, you know, my podcast interviews. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't mention that I have a podcast. It's called the Power and Potential Podcast. And I do my interviews once a week on in the same slot. So it's always in the afternoon at 2.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that just gives me the consistency. Um, you know, I do my coaching clients all back to back so that I have like two or three hours every day 
where I coach. And then the rest of the time is me doing my creative work, like creating something, writing something. You know, I don't like to be jumping back and forth between types of tasks. And then, yeah, I pick up my kids. We do the whole like dinner, chill, bath, et cetera, et cetera. And then we fight each other for like three hours. So around bedtime. (laughs) It's like, go to bed. No, No. go to bed. No. No. (laughs) You know, so it's like, so by the time he goes to sleep, I'm pretty pooped and I'm ready to go to bed. You're like, so, I'm over you, second child. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's so exhausting. So usually, you know, on before he started this phase of like not sleeping, they would both go to bed around 7, 7.30, which was amazing because it would give me a couple hours just to like hang out with my husband. Yeah. You know, be at home, just relax and have that downtime again, like end the day on, you know, a chill note. Um, but it doesn't exactly go that way now. And so... It, it's kind of like a it's up in the air you know what I mean like I just don't know how the evening's gonna go ever so I that's another reason why I don't want to plan any work there no I get it and hey you guys heard her she's a mom times two two a business owner times two uh, a wife times one like that is just <laughs> you know what I mean it's it's hard and doing all these businesses and coaching and podcasting it takes a lot of time but as yeah. you heard her day it can get done and it will get done if you want to Yeah, yeah, if you want to, if you saw, this is my favorite question, by the way, this is what I ask everyone, everyone gets this question. Um, If you saw 20 year old Miriam, you know, clubbing it up in the scenes of Toronto, (laughs) because that's what we were doing at 20, I I would hope. Um, If you saw her, what advice would you give her? I think there are two things that I would say. Number one is feel the fear and do it anyway. Nice. That's that's the big one because again that whole idea of resistance it's just it comes up all the time and it for the, for so many years it derailed me it like mm. derailed me left right mm. and center you know I'd be like oh, I can't do that yeah. and it's not it's not conscious it's just like this unconscious process that's just like you get these warnings you know these thoughts of resistance that come up and you just leave things and then I find that that you know my deep desires for example my desire to coach just kept coming back Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like as much Mm -hmm. as I wanted to suppress it and make it go away it just wouldn't go away so that's how I knew that I needed to do it and had I not given in to resistance so many years ago you know what I mean I would have gotten started faster I would have gone through my failures and my challenges earlier and learned faster you know what I mean the other thing that I would say is that you are whole and worthy exactly as you are and that is a lesson man did i ever learn that lesson the hard way girl that one was a gem like who knows at 20 that they're that they're right the way they are i keep telling myself now um Mm -hmm. that i was born with everything that i needed i don't need anything else yeah um not like not in retro like not about help or anything but just like my core skills my factory Mm -hmm. settings are enough to take me where i need to go yeah um so that is huge. I, I love that. I, I hope 20-year-old Miriam hears this and, yeah. and you know, she gets it. You know what? It's like, okay, so let me tell you a story around this and why I think it's so important and why it's been so important in my life. So I, um, when I was 16 or so, 16 or 17, I started losing my hair. And it's, yeah, it started falling out, like, not in big chunks. Like, you know how you hear mm. a lot of people say, like, their mm. hair fell out, like, in clumps that's not how mine was it was like really slow very 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 slow but all over my head so over time I had thick 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 curly hair and so over time it started falling out and thinning and thinning and thinning and thinning and I was like man what the hell is going on you know and 
the doctors were just like, oh, you have you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Take birth control. Long story short, my hair never grew back. It fell out like the most in university and it never grew back. And I had so many issues around accepting myself as a woman. Like, how could you be a woman with thin hair? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How could you be considered beautiful? Like, I'm not beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? And I had all of these ideas in my head of what it means to have thin hair. And I associated it with my identity, like no tomorrow. I was just like, okay, well, this obviously means I'm not good enough, period. And over time, I ended up shutting down like everything about me. You know what I mean? I dimmed myself down completely, Mm. completely. Like, you know, I'm a very outgoing person. I'm an extroverted person. I love being around people. I used to wear like bright colors and bright everything like lots of accessories and slowly I got so far away from that like you probably wouldn't even recognize that I'm the same person and it's you know it's not even like I was going out with my thin hair I was covering it up the whole time so I was trying to you know be somebody I was trying to yeah if that makes sense I don't know it's really hard to describe Mm -hmm. but basically like so now I wear a wig I still wear a wig and I I like my wig but it's still you know, until that moment when I was like, I, you know, for the longest time, I was wearing a wig to convince myself that I was enough. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was that my cousin was killed earlier this year in February. Okay. He, he was murdered and he was 21 years old. Okay. Last thing on earth we would ever have expected. He was not involved in anything like drug related, crime related, anything. He was playing games in his house. Somebody walked in, basically butchered him. So, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Thank you. I mean, it's like the shittiest experience ever. But that day of his funeral, I was looking at him. I was looking at his body and it just clicked. Like in that moment, it clicked, Hannah. I was like, this is his body. This is the case of his soul. He is his soul. He is not his body. Exactly. And I was like, holy friggin hell. I was like, that means I'm not my body. You know, he's laying there. Everyone is sitting there being like, oh, my gosh, he brought so much joy to my life. He made me feel amazing. He did this. He did this. He did this. All of this amazing stuff that he did. And he contributed to this world. I swear to you, I never heard a single comment about his body, about his hair, about his skin, about anything. And I was like, you think that would be obvious? But no, it took that experience for me to actually be like, oh, my God, I am whole and I'm worthy as I am as I am right now because I am my soul and my soul is love that's all like that that's there's that's all there is to it you want to know know something yeah that was his gift that he left you yeah 100 percent that was 100 percent that's so pretty Mm. and then I after that it it all became clear I started telling everyone about my hair loss I started talking about it online I started putting myself out there I started playing big I started telling contacting event organizers and saying look I need to share my story like this can impact people like I'm getting back to my normal self now because I finally accepted that I am whole and worthy as I am and that's why I I really wish I had known that at 20 so bringing it back to the question that is 100% one thing I would tell myself I wish we all knew that at 20 geez I would have ever yeah. would have stopped me from doing like you know long nails with like a billion colors on it so <laughs> and this has been an amazing chat and I've had so much fun chatting it up with you I want to give you the stage now so you can let everyone know where they can find you um, your podcast where it's it available and just anything that you might want to add 
to, to say goodbye to our listeners. Okay, amazing. Thank you, Hannah. This has been so much fun, too. I've really had a blast chatting with you. You're awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Which, of course, you know, but hey, <laughs> some a little reassurance doesn't hurt, does it? <laughs> never, never. I love um, listening to it. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> so if you want to connect with me, I would love to hear from you. I am, in terms of social media, I'm on Instagram, hands down, more than anywhere else. Yeah. Um, you can send me a DM, let me know you. You heard me on Hannah's podcast, and I will send you a virtual hug. I like to send people voice notes and videos, by the way. So I know, I noticed. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about engagement. Like, it's not about like, oh, liking the message. I like to actually talk to people. So if you reach out to me, expect a conversation. <laughs> um, and what else? The podcast again is called the Power and Potential Podcast. It's all about personal development, personal growth. It's about um, learning how to understand yourself so that you can grow to the next level in your life. And you can find that everywhere. So you can find it on um, iTunes, Google Play, you know, all those big places. It's not on SoundCloud. So sorry about that for all you SoundCloud people. Oh. <laughs> um, gotcha. So, so yeah, that's where you can find the podcast. And lastly, I'll tell you about my website. It's miriambutu.com, um, which is M-I-R-I-A-M-B-U-T-T-U.com. And, you know, my podcast episodes are there, but also if you are interested in coaching, you can set up a call with me there. Um, and yeah, just check out what I'm all about. I would love to connect with you guys. Hannah's awesome. And I think that her audience is probably a good reflection of her. So I welcome you to my corner of the Internet. Right. Check her out, guys. Visit her. Tell them Hannah sent you. And if you're somebody that's struggling with, you know, resistance, mindset, you want to start something and you're scared, Miriam is the chick to look out. This is your favorite host. Advice from Hannah with Miriam on the other end. Thank you so much for listening. Toodles. Mm-hmm.